morning everybody and welcome to another episode of the Lead IPL. Last week you heard me Sydney Kiran and my colleague from the sports desk Roshan Tyagarajan talk about exciting young talents who have lit this IPL so far. So to kick start today's program we'll be jumping to the other end of the spectrum veterans. No team in the IPL is loaded with battle-hardened soldiers as much as Chennai Super Kings. Age and Ringras showed at the beginning as they got off to a terrible start, but they proved experience is priceless with a roaring win over Kings XI Punjab, where Faf Plessis and Shane Watson, both retired, pulled off a masterful chase. So, is it going to be a one-off high? Or do they have enough gas in their lungs and legs to last the bruising marathon called IPL? Roshan and I will dissect this. Hi Roshan, how are you doing? I'm good, hi. So, Chennai Super Kings started very well with a superb win of Mumbai Indians. But then we found out the batsmen were, you know, not really good. The bowling was off the mark. Dhoni's captaincy also was quite questionable. And they had a series of losses. But they bounced back. So, do you think that this season could be a bad season for Chennai Super Kings? I mean, they didn't do well in the auctions, didn't buy good players. They stuck on to a lot of all these veterans and many of them have actually called it quits in the international arena as well. Do you think that they can turn, pull off another victory this season? I don't see why not. Um, it's still a good team. It doesn't have the, the young legs that most teams prescribe to and go by. That's been the that's been the way people pick teams mm-hmm. in the IPL, right? You get a whole bunch of young players, a couple of guys who are experienced, so much so experienced that they're mostly mentors and not so much players. Like what Chris Gale is going uh, doing for mm-hmm. Kings 11 Punjab at this point. And I don't see him getting a game at 41. Uh, but CSK has built this whole organization, rather the franchise as a family, right? So they believe in keeping these guys around. And it works. It it, okay, I agree that it, the last time they won was two years ago. And I mean, obviously, you age a lot faster, mm-hmm. right? Sure. But I think they're in, in good hands because I, besides the fact that they have all the experience in the world in maybe just three guys have more experience in a num- teams in the IPL right now. But if you look at it this way, Faf Duplacy, Shane Watson, MS Dhoni, right? Just to, to name the few that have been properly uh, playing right now. It's brilliant. It's just the kind of quality they bring to the table. You saw Watson the other day, just the kind of quality. Mm. Faf Duplacy, quality... Tony Shaw, his captaincy has been a bit wayward. But then again, it is what it is, right? You've got to take that with a pinch of salt. And um, I still believe that they have enough to make it through. And the advantage, I think, right now is that they don't have to travel. They are placed in one's in a bubble and everything's good. You really don't have the... You don't lose sleep over traveling, which happens a lot in India. You're staying in one place, you're getting a lot more rest. It's not a bad deal. I think they're going to come away. I don't think I don't know about them winning the title, but I think they're in a good position to hold their own at least. No, I mean I get your point that they don't have to travel much this season because all three cities, Sharjah, Dubai, and Abu Dhabi, are in and around, and it's just a bus journey. But let's factor in the weather there. It's hot, <clears throat> it's humid, and it's hot as hell. It's mm-hmm. nighttime. Mm-hmm. Even nighttime temperatures are about thirty-five degrees. Yeah. Okay, so even if they play a match and they have three days to recover, their bodies are going to take that much longer. Because, say, five years ago, all these guys were in the early 30s. So, their recoveries were much easier. But now, you t- take the players, for example. Now, Watson is 39. 
Raidu, their key batsman, is 35. Faf is 36. And then Dwayne Bravo is 36. Then you take Dhoni, he's 39. So all these guys are so old. You saw Dhoni also cramping up the other day because he has to keep as well as bat and he still can't generate much. I mean, not able to generate the same power as he used to in a, in a frequent basis. So I feel the problem where they could face is in terms of uh, recovery and they should, they, I fear that they could, you know, start cramping up or start getting injured during the course of the tournament because you see, it's just five matches old and the weather is going to play a big, big factor. And of course, most of these guys are, all, are smart enough because they played international cricket for a long time and they know how to handle their bodies. And also science is really developed now. And many of these guys get the best of treatment, you know, right the moment they finish the match, they have their uh, ice baths and the massages and everything. But then this could be a problem because look at Bombay. Mumbai have got a perfect balance of youth come experience. So they have a Pollard, but at the same time, they have a Hartik Pandya and a Grunal Pandya. They have Rohit Sharma, but then they have Quinton Decock as a young thing. And similarly with most teams, like even if you take Rajasthan Royals or not doing that well, they have a good blend of youth come experience. And the same, of course, KKR is loaded with youth, which is bad. The, you know, the elixir for success, as you know, in sports, mm. they always say that you've got to have a good combination of youngsters and experience. Mm -hmm. But here, with many of them pretty much in the twilight of their careers and some of them even have retired as well. Mm -hmm. So I think injury could be a big factor here. And if, say, you saw that Raidu got injured and you had to get Murli Vijay and Murli Vijay couldn't perform really well. Bravo gets injured. Of course, you had Sam Karan come. Sam Karan has done, come and done really well. Mm -hmm. Now, you take, say, Imran Tahir is not yet played, but even if he comes in, you don't know how well he's going to cope up as well. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a big, big problem, especially considering the heat over there in the Middle East. Yes and no. Yes, because you look at, say, Parikal was cramping, he's 20. Mm -hmm. Samson was cramping, he's 24, 25, mm -hmm. thereabouts. So it's not like the younger lot are oblivious to cramping mm -hmm. and the heat is going to take it all on everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, of course, as you age, it's that much harder to sort of mm. recover between games and they will be more affected by the heat and mm. the, the, the conditions that are prevalent. That being said, I, I, I know that, like you said, they just have a better way of working around it. Mm -hmm. They understand their bodies better. They know when to put, for example, they can skip training day, Correct. which a lot of senior teams will do, mm -hmm. can afford to do and will do because they're like, okay, well, let's take it easy. Mm -hmm. Whereas the younger lot, at 20, between 20 and 25, they're going to be pushing themselves again during mm -hmm. training. And then coming out and probably cramping in the match. But look, okay, sure, it's great that these guys, I mean, it, it is a disadvantage to mm -hmm. a degree to have maybe most, I mean, in some cases, even 10 years on a lot of these mm -hmm. players. right? So it is, of course, a problem. But if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, look at the two super overs that were played. Mm -hmm. Who were the guys who came out to bat? They were the, they was the guys who were in, in form were not the ones going out to bat the super overs because they cited being tired. Mm. And these guys are 20, 21 years old. Then I don't see how it, I, I still believe it's level playing field as far as that is concerned because I think it's a mindset thing. Mm. 
Um, of course, there are physiological problems that are going to occur over a period of time. He's playing at 40 degrees, especially the 3.30 game, he's mm-hmm. 3.30 IST, is can't be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Kohli, I mean, even though he ran between wickets yeah. like a demon, mm-hmm. he was out by the end of it. Like, he Correct. was on his knees and getting treatment done. and So, it is difficult, sure. And Kohli is by far one of the most fittest exactly. athletes in the world. I'm not just talking about cricket, I'm talking about all the sports combined together itself. And mm-hmm. we know that not just training in terms of field, but when off-field training, Kohli trains like a maniac. Mm-hmm. He's like a man who's possessed. Mm-hmm. So, if he's going to struggle, so I feel that maybe till the end of this month, and if CS, because CSK are smart operators, they've been in situations, they've been in very, very difficult situations, and many of the personal know how to get the job done. Okay, they're very smart itself. But the problem is, can they last until the 15th of November when the IPL is going? So, I feel that is one area they're going to really be struggling. Of course, experience is priceless. Like, where experience comes in is, I was wanting to talk about this Ashwin dismissing David Padikal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ashwin such a canny operator, so much of experience. He read what David Padikal is trying to do. Okay, he knew Devdath is going to come and attack him. He had only one field in the deep, made Devdath take him on and play exactly to that fielder. Yeah. So that's where these guys are very, very smart. They know how to get the job done because they've been there, done that. But the problem is, you know... No, but you also have to look at the rest of the roster, right? Uh, I mean, while they, you do have these set players, for example, mm-hmm. like, the, like I said, like the likes of Tony mm-hmm. and uh, all these guys who are going to inevitably feature... Mm-hmm. Barring those guys, you've got a string of guys that you don't. We don't really know too much about. You know, there are a number of players in the team who we are, we don't know fully. Yeah. So I think Dhoni being Dhoni will be able to utilize these guys in situations, play horses for courses, rest mm. some of these guys more than they normally would mm. would like to. In India, he probably would rest them a lot right. more. He probably would just play guys who we uh, you know they aren't the most notable names. Probably get them to play a bit more, to chip in in games. And know, for example, um, a young guy with a left-arm seamer especially who can be successful in a particular wicket. Mm. He'd probably bring him in for a, a game in Abu Dhabi. Right? As opposed to just continuing with the same season. Mm. Till November 15th, you're not going to survive. Mm. But I mean any player. Yeah. It's really difficult to day in, day out. Maybe, even Kohli probably will not be able to given the conditions. Right? Correct. Mm. Right? So... It will be really wise to utilize... The, so, for example, if Watson played a knock like that the other day, mm. give him a break. Sure, it, it, it's... See, that's the difference. For example, a younger player, mm. if you were to take him away from a game, that following game, he'd feel um, pushed to a corner and mm. feeling bad about the whole fact mm. that he was... He won't understand that it's too for him, his body to recover, mm. right? But I like some Watson will be like, okay, no, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather take a break today yeah. and play in six days mm. and have a great game as opposed to having a substandard game, which is again, again going to have the spiral of am I in form, am I not? Am I not in form? So I think it's going to be, I, I see them doing pretty well only because of who's in charge. I think for that to happen, the bench strength needs to really come in performed really well because Murli Vijay has been really disappointing. He got his chance to open when Watson didn't play initially and when even Ambati was injured. Mm. Vijay hasn't clicked so far. Raidu started well. Of course, last match he came back after an injury but we all know what Raidu can do. Uh, Jadeja has been a big, big disappointment this IPL. I mean, normally he's so parsimonious, doesn't give runs away. He's Dhoni's go-to man because Mm. he's there 
coming at the batsman straight on yep. straight on straight yep. on straight restricting and sometimes even get wickets but this time he's not able to restrict runs and he's going for runs as well and barring that one knock that he played uh, that apart his batting is also not really come good so this is been another problem for super king because normally this doesn't happen for them uh, mm. you always get the support players who come in and do really well yeah yeah so yeah. and unless they step up then it's harder for these veterans exactly. to, as you said to take a break yeah. between matches so it is i mean clearly looking at the squad they don't have the greatest they haven't put together the greatest squad mm-hmm. uh, again i think they shelled out a lot of money for players who who are actually past their uh, sell by date but they're still good players that's the thing i think they have realized time and again this is their formula get a whole bunch of experience put them in one squad tony will handle it right and Sure, but in all of those cases in the past, for example, losing out Suresh Raina and Harbhajan Singh was a is a big yeah, big blow. Totally, because right? having those two guys in a squad, I mean, yeah. besides the experience, is also the quality that, mm-hmm. yeah, especially Harbhajan in these conditions would mm-hmm. bring. It'd be fantastic. And in fact, both as you said, because Raina is a phenomenal IPL batsman. Yeah. You can say whatever you want about his international career, his sure. international yeah. career, and short ball and this one. But in IPL, at least on Indian pitches. he's been fantastic he's been the key batsman for mm. csk mm. and another thing is his wonderful friendship with dhoni they almost work like you know brothers mm. i mean the band that comes to our mind is colonial cousins they are <laughs> almost like those two who comes come. to your mind don't, don't <laughs> yeah. include me in this so they gel really well they know i mean yeah. imagine uh, raina is the only guy who could have uh, you know given up his career when a friend i don't see anyone else doing it Honestly. I mean, let's be honest though. That, that's that's a that's too much of a show for me. His he yeah. was out, he was out like he was mm. done with a career, yeah. and he didn't have much to lose in giving it yeah. giving it up at that time. No, fair enough. But so, just to just say, yeah, it's nice. It's nice as a PR drill. It's nice yeah. for Twitter. It's mm. nice. It's great for social media. But mm. I don't think that means oh, he's a great friend. Yeah. I don't think that's a way of showing how close a friend you are. I just see that he, if anything, he jumped on the opportunity and capitalized on the fact that Tony was on his way out yeah. and. he's also going to get some publicity because honestly if suresh raina retired by himself there'd be probably a small single column somewhere that no yeah. one really cares much yeah, for right and i think in a way he's also being smart about it using dhoni's retirement to uh hench himself up a little bit so I, again i'm cynical yeah. that way so it's just no that's okay no anyway we're transgressing a mm. bit here but just that his ipl exploits european a solid one drop batsman for csk as well his replacement rutraj gaikwad hasn't done well so far in the chances but it's too early to say he is just 23 years of age playing yeah. his you know early stages of IPL and there's so much of pressure and i'm sure with dhoni will tell him how to handle the pressure and how to come good and in he should be doing it this one but that's what i think raina and harbhajan because harbhajan would have been a brilliant backup mm. uh, spinner mm. he could have played the second spinner and he may not have played all 14 games but at least say 7 8 games he could have played and he is a smart operator as well harbhajan see i think what it comes down to is mm. trying to get one good game out of each of these season mm. guys right for example you look at vijay mm. you know he, even if he has say 8 games he feels in 8 games just saying 8 mm. games if he has one great game and you know vijay can come good mm. right he is capable of scoring a century in the ipl so If he does come good in the one game, that's one win. Mm. I'll take that. For example, Watson came good the other day. 
It's great. It's it's fantastic to have, say, Faf constantly play. Yeah. Again, I will maintain what I did the last time around. Faf does not look good. He may be mm. second in the in in run scoring, but mm. he does not look good at all, right? But he's managing. He's yeah. staying there. So that's the brilliant that's part where of Faf exper- that I, that's, I think that's where experience comes in, right? And Do not get waylaid by the fact that you're yeah. not scoring runs, mm. and stay with the course. He has a there is a he has a role, mm. and that is to be the anchor man. Just yeah. play yourself in. And accelerate when there's a bad ball, whatever. So he did that perfectly last last and time. Faf might be struggling, might look ugly, but he's the man for all seasons. You know, hundred yeah, percent. Like, I don't think there's a better guy for any role in any position, mm-hmm. especially for South Africa. If yeah. you're looking at the yeah. the national team, uh, national team, I can't think of another guy who is that versatile mm-hmm. across all batting positions. Maybe AB uh, to a degree, but I think Faf, especially when it comes to those. Those matches where you need to push it to a draw, mm-hmm. man. Faf to play C is fantastic. And apart from batting, another thing that Faf brings to the table is excellent outfielding. Oh you yeah, saw the catches that he took the yeah. other day. And if anyone just lands from Mars and sees Faf, they think that he's some 26, 27 year old real athletic guy. But yeah. many don't realize that he's 36. Yeah. And to pull off such brilliant fielding efforts, I think at that age, maybe him. And Pollard are the two guys who can... Pollard is 33. Yeah. So, so I mean, mean, he looks a lot older, older than he actually yeah, is. Yeah. But, okay, I don't know, man. It's it's one of these things. It's like, a lot of these foreign players... Mm. So look at AB at 34. Mm. 34, yeah, 34. Mm. Faf at 36. Mm. Watson at 39. Mm. They look fitter than some of our 20-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. it's just an observation. Yeah. Like, Faf to place, he could give... 90-something percent of the Indian team will run for their mm. money. In terms of athleticism, yeah. in terms of fitness. and So, all this work that's going in and all this money that they are earning as a result of being athletes, mm. where is this going? I don't see it. Because mm. if you... I, I'd like you to be half as athletic as Faf Tupesi mm. at 36. Right? But I'm not getting it. You'll have your stray, say, uh, Hardik Pandyas and all of those guys. But is Krunal Pandya... Athletic? I don't think so. He's good. Is he as solid? No. These guys do swap the vada pa for some yeah, nice exactly. steaks. <laughs> maybe not a steak. I mean, just, yeah. see, a lot of these guys are going vegan and yeah. what? See, that's the thing. You are getting paid to do a job. Your job happens to be sport, mm. but you're getting paid to do a job. Do it well. Do it right. So if it means giving up on whatever you or the vices are for 15 years, which is most that's the longest career you're going to get. I'm like, I mean, they're very rare people who get careers of 20 plus and so on in sport. But if you're going to get 15 years out of it, you better be focused for 15 years because, hey, that's my, I'm paying for that product too. As an, as a viewer, as a consumer, I want you to be, I want you, I want to get the best out of an athlete purely by viewership. Yeah. And that's what Kohli also told Sanju Samson, because when Sanju Samson had a conversation with Dhoni, Dhoni asked like, how long do you see yourself being a cricketer and Samson said 10 years and then Kohli said then these 10 years you give it your all and after that you can do whatever you want with all the fame that comes and another factor that I think has been a big let on for Dhoni is the spin because they generally as you know because they pick their squads with the Chidambaram stadium in mind Mm. and it's a spinning track and that's why they get the spinners I mean he loves playing spinners Spinners, that's just his things are going bad spinner immediately Correct. And if you look at it now, in in the Middle East, for most teams, say take even uh, about Royal Challengers, Bangalore, you uh, Washington Sundar started badly, but the last three games has been brilliant. 
bowling really well in the power play, barely conceding runs. He looks like the Washington Sundar RCB pick for. Chahal has been amongst the wickets. You take Bombay also. Kronal Pandya is just coming and firing it on the tram lines and containing runs. And Rahul Chahar is getting wickets. Spinners are doing well for him as well, there also. And even all the other teams, the spinners are doing pretty well. But for CSK, which is supposed to be their strength, somehow they are not clicking. Uh, well, we were just talking because about, they don't have a good spinner. Yeah, so because we just spoke about how Jadeja has not been this one. Piyush Chavla is getting wickets, but as you know, he could go for runs as well. They have not played Tahir so far. Go on, go on. career economy? I mean, I don't even want to know what his T20 economy is. Because, man, I, I, I can't think of a time when Piyush Chavla was not hit. Yeah, but he's always... His economy at this point is 7.47. So, yeah, he's quite expensive. Mm. right? It's not bad, but it's mm. quite... Again, these are T20s and not mm. uh, uh, IPL alone. Mm. So, it's pretty bad. Hmm. And especially even in, say, Dubai with the longer boundaries, that's where the spinners come into place and they need to be smart in, you know, picking up wickets. So, this has not been clicking. I think these spinners need to really get into action. And I would love to see Dhoni play Santner. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking yeah. of that. Yeah. Because uh, he's he's that he's that guy. Like he will be your um remember Vittori when he was doing mm. so well for RCB? Yeah. It was because of the way he was again, let's I, I may have to digress a little bit here. Yeah. Look at the guys, the the two guys, at least are two out of the top three that you named, mm. uh Krunal Pandya and Washington Sundar. Mm. Just firing it in. Mm. You're effectively being you're bowling at let's just say a hundred and something kilometers an hour. Mm into the pads mm. and quickly, right? How different are you from any other medium pacer? But, I mean, you're not a spinner in But that's essence. the role that's been asked of, for example. No, no I agree. Can, I'm not disputing uh, that. I'm just saying it's embarrassing that spin has come to this because what they're bowling mm. is not spin. Because, of course, even I don't like what Krunal is doing because he, at times he's just coming and it seems like chucking for me, but obviously the people... Wow. <laughs> no, because he's just coming and hurling it on yeah. the tram line, just darkening the tram line then yeah. hurling. Of course, the batsman knows it's, it's coming there. But coming at that speed, at that low, you really can't do much. Even if the best of batsmen, I mean, you have to take probably some real risk to get him off there. But Washington, I think, is pretty okay because I think he knows what his role is. And Kohli also has told him, see, we want you to come and bowl in the power play. Try and restrict runs as much as possible. In the bargain, if you get wickets, well and good. Whereas Kohli is banking on Chahal to get in the wickets. Mm. Chahal is, is more... Because you see Chahal, you know, letting tossing it rip, tossing yeah, it so up, putting it wide outside off stump. This is something that Dhoni was doing with the Indian side, yeah. right? With the T20 side mm. at least, where Washington Center would start the innings. Mm. He would uh, be the, mm. the opposite bowler. And then you'd have Chahal coming mm. in and picking up all the wickets. Which is, again, because it's difficult to... Pull or drive Washington Sundar, mm. right? And the best thing you can really do is, if you're a right-hand batsman, push it maybe through cover. Mm. But the angle at which he's bowling and the ball is inevitably drifting out slightly, mm. it's difficult to actually play that shot. So if you're going for the cut, it's it's too full. Mm. If you're going for the drive, it's too short. So you don't know where you really have to be. What sort of, because a lot of these times, the guys who get the runs, right? your Rohit Sharma, so the guys who will blame well, it's because they have that semi-reach, semi... Mm. So, it's a, it's a weird position, but it works. Yeah. Like, they're slapping the ball from, you know, on, on the knee down. So, mm. it works for them. But most people can't do it. Correct. Right? So, which is why I think Washington Sundar will be very effective for a very long time. Because, again, one of those guys is just going to keep firing it in. But, I would still refrain from calling these guys spinners. Because it's just... Yeah. 
Like Chahal still is a spinner. Like that wicket mm-hmm. that he took off, uh, what's his name, Mayank the other day. Yeah. It was just beautiful to see a googly yeah. go through the way it yeah. did. I mean, Mayank is, has problems of his own, but I mean, it's brilliant to see a googly like that uh, or a leg spinner just get, you know, beating the outside edge the way he can sometimes. And I like the new delivery that he's developed. Like he's tossing it slightly wide outside the off stump, enticing the batsman to come yeah. after him. And see, and and man, this is what I don't get, right? Why are, see, the spinners kept complaining that the, the boundaries are short and hence we're bowling flat. It's an 80-something yeah, meter yeah. boundary. Now what are you complaining about? So now you're still saying, oh, I'm going to bowl flat. You know, now you're basically bowling flat because as controversial as this may be, they just don't have the skills. They have the skills to be accurate, but that's not what a spinner does. The spinner, I mean, ideally, a spinner needs to be taking wickets for me. And he needs to be taking wickets, caught long off, long one, yeah. most times, yeah. bowled in LBW otherwise, right? That's that's the, those are kind of because that I'd rather see. But if you see these guys just firing it, okay, probably nicking one to the keeper and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. only because of pace and the accuracy. I don't know that if that spin or just uh, Harris from New Zealand from back in the day. It's it's I don't know. I don't know if it's a, it's a it's not good for the sport as far as I'm concerned because you look it, it sort of spills into Test cricket. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts bowling like that. They don't know. What sort of lengths to pick? Because once you've identified a certain length to bowl, especially the shortest format, you can't change it. It's very difficult to sort of come back and say, okay, I'm going to give it loop. Like, Ashwin that way is a smart guy. He knows. And mm. look at his background. He's more a test yeah, red ball bowler yeah. than he is a limited overs specialist. Yeah. So, he is smart. He knows what he's getting out of the ball. He can toss it up. And he's constantly working on variations of flight, right? And yeah, at the cost of sounding like an anal purist, it's still... I still prefer that. But I think most of these spinners know their roles. Like some of them, I think they're trying to play themselves as T20 specialists or say a limited over specialist. So they're really like. Let me I actually don't know. No, let me just say this. Uh, I think these roles are built because these guys are incapable of being better. That's why these roles are built. Perfect. If, I don't think yeah. these roles were. Because, for example, now let's take uh, Washington Sudhar and Krunal Pandya. Mm. Now, Washington Sudhar, of course, he's very young. But he knows that to break into the test side, it's going to be a lot more difficult. And to be a successful test spinner, you need to have a lot of variations. Okay. No, In actually. I mean, that I mean, would, it's I mean, the complete opposite though. Like to no, be a successful I'm, test spinner, uh, you just need to be unreasonably accurate with flight. Correct. Because no, you're, you're trying to lure that guy into, you're trying to bait him into making a mistake. Correct. Mm. No, in sense, not like variations of having a variety of deliveries. Mm. But in terms of understanding the flight, the deception, because you uh, take Ashwin, for example, that's where he is a master at. He's a master at drift and flight and entices a batsman into making this small, small misjudgments and he gets them out. And uh, one of the reasons why uh, Jadeja is not that successful also is because of this. Of course, Jadeja is more, you know, wicket to wicket bowler and then he keeps applying pressure. And you see a different dimension of Jadeja in, in test matches. But talking about, say, Washington Sudhir or Kunal Pandya, I feel that they know that they might not play test cricket. So they're putting all the channels into, you know, just making themselves really good in, say, T20 or ODI because they know that that's where they're going to play and they want to be there. I mean, I'm not... Uh, no, fair enough. I mean, I, I get it. Uh, again, I just have a gripe with all of these guys who are bowling at 110, 120 kilometers mm. an hour. 
um and just firing it in uh, onto the bats not they're not yeah, even yeah. they're not looking at say getting a batsman out lbw mm-hmm. they're not looking at getting them out they're bowling to contain correct and for me that's just the antithesis of a spinner and that's i want to bring in that prunal pandya here mm. because you see him that if he's just doesn't give a boundary and if he just gives if the over goes for about say 5 6 runs and it's only singles you see him clapping you see him applauding himself so he's happy just containing it to about 5 6 runs and over he's not really bothered about taking wickets because i think he feels that if he's able to apply pressure from one end then at the other end somebody is going to take on the other spinner like a rahul char or say even the pace bowlers and they and they might end up getting wickets so Krunal, I feel he knows his role is just to come and contain. If he gets wickets in the bargain, then well and good for him. Yeah, I think they've made a virtue of it, but yeah. it, it's okay. I mean, I understand that it's important. I mean, it's obviously prerequisite to mm. sort of win, right? And I, I think you do whatever it takes to win. Mm. But as as an art form, I feel bad for spin. Mm. But I get it. If you bowl, say, for example, Krunal Pandya bowls four overs for say twenty five runs. Mm. you can win a game with that with a spell yeah. like that because it's it's so restrictive maybe mm. even lesser right if he goes an over forget okay let's look at let's look at the the let's look at not look at the long picture let's look at the shorter one right if he bowls one over with uh, five dot balls and one two run mm. he's given two runs the over the kind of pressure that builds on especially if you have you're inevitably facing scoreboard pressure even when there isn't a chase going on you're actually facing scoreboard pressure in the ipl because you're mentally you geared yourself for say 170 on these you're looking at 190 because mm. somehow seems to be the score now 190 thereabouts yeah. right so if you're looking at that you actually are still facing scoreboard pressure in one way or the other so when the guy comes down and he bowls five dot balls you're already thinking okay i've got to manufacture a shot right instead of playing the ball to its merit you're thinking okay what can i do say outside of stump fired now you're going to do something silly unless you're exception you got like ab who has the footwork to die for yeah. he'll be able to come up with mm. something right most of the guys won't so if he's firing it on the just inside the wide mm-hmm. line right what are you going to do yeah that's exactly so and, and he's he's kept a he's kept a backward uh, he's kept a backward point he's kept a the mm-hmm. third man he's kept a gully fielder mm-hmm. he's kept your uh, he's kept one sweeper cover yeah you even if he does even if he connect you're going to find one of those guys mm-hmm. right he's Because kept four there he's basically trying to do what the fast bowlers do the wide yorkers are the fast bowlers the only thing here is the trajectory is a lot more flatter yeah. and the balls and you can be much more accurate, accurate because, because as a spinner you yeah. hap, you will be more accurate correct yeah. mm. and one more thing that i want to talk about super kings is the pace bowling also it's real i mean it's never been their strength mm. and they they have lungi engedi they thought he's going to really boost the resources but he's some of misfired as well he's not been as good as his another uh, south african compared kagisa rabada i mean you've seen rabada he's just breathing fire well, on everybody I mean, we could huh? be new from the time rabada yeah. made his debut mm-hmm. just like he was going to be a breakout mm-hmm. talent mm-hmm. come and ngidi was never going to be in that level mm-hmm. right so he's good but mm-hmm. he's definitely not going to be a game winner so Correct. to speak he may have one odd day but he's not going to but i mean let's look wait, who is the baseman in this team I mean, you have Josh Hazelwood as well but sure, again but i mean you don't know how because Uh, who are you going to who are you going to yeah. drop that's another are you gonna, willing yeah. are you willing to give up faf and watson mm-hmm. and bravo because and you have karan who is also playing exactly so which means so, that you're just going to have play only only one foreign fast bowler if you're taking the other two batsmen that is uh, 
Duplessis, Watson, and uh, yeah. Karim. So, and you can't drop Bravo. Yeah. For all the things that he brings to the team, I mean, more than the bowling and the batting, it's the energy, right? I mean, a team like this, that age group, you need some energy. So, um, it's difficult to drop him. So, I don't see Hazelwood really getting a shot unless they want to maybe rest Watson for a game or two. Yeah. Again, like I was discussing, his path is still fit. He will make it through. Watson maybe not. Uh, Sam Curran is your only real hope in that case, right? So, right, yeah. they don't have a pace unit. It's it's not looking good. Yeah. But again, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And that's where these two Indian pacers need to really, you know, put mm. their hands up. Mm. Shardul Thakur and Deepak Chahar. Somehow, they've also not been real. We don't know whether that's ring rust because... No, uh, they're just not good. Yeah. Because, I mean, in talk, if I talk about ring rust, you saw that we were talking last week and I was quite uh, wondering what's happening with Bumra. Then he showed this week that what a class he is and he took a yeah. while to get yeah. those Yorkers in because yeah. as we all know bowling Yorkers are he did hit someone with the helmet of the beam yeah. so that was yeah. scary mm. but uh, when, uh, see even if it's rust mm. actually I, I no let me just rephrase that mm. it's not rust at all yeah. these guys Sharu Tagore and Deepak Chahar are good mm. they're not elite level bowlers mm. and that's all it comes down to because I first of all I can't believe He's, they've gotten chances for India. I mean, they've really not done too well. They haven't... Uh, their experiments gone wrong, really, you know. And yes, Deepak Chahar is smart. He's intelligent. He knows what he's doing. Should have been more successful on a pitch like this, on pitches like this. Yeah. It's it's tough. Uh, especially when there's so much... Uh, like the, uh, the other week I was saying as well, there's so much analysis and analytics right now. They're going to find you. And they're going to make you out in no time. Right, so your variations will be down to a science as far as the batsman is mm. concerned. Now, it's like literally like a, a cricketer is operating in a lab now. So when they see a certain tick in your motion, mm. in your movement, they're like, "Yeah, this is what's gonna come." And one thing also that really doesn't augur well for them is they're not express space as well. Mm. Unlike a Navdeep Saini, because say Saini gets it also, then he can always go back to his sure pace. He can just come and deliver those 140, 145, but Shardul and Deepak, they they can't do that. So, their strength is... Wasn't Shardul supposed to be super quick when he started? Like, he, he was started, supposed to be a 145 yeah. plus mm-hmm. sort of a guy. But then, the calling card is you know, the slower yeah, deliveries, the the slower bouncers, and then, you know, you know deceiving the batsmen with the varieties. So, they really need to get... And I think CSK is banking on these two to do really well because unless these two click, then it's going to be very difficult, as we said, talking about the foreign combination. Because given how the top order batsmen are misfiring, you have to play Watson and Fab to Plessy. And the form that Karan has shown, because Karan is, we know that Dhoni can't explode right away. Karan's the only one who can, Karan and Bravo are the only ones who can come in and just start teeing off. Dhoni's going to take his time to tee off. So you got to play Karan and he's a left-arm seamer as well with this one. And same thing with Bravo. I mean, Bravo is fit now, so if you, then you're going to be playing him. Which means that a lot is going to be depending upon how these two paces uh, do. And that's one of the reasons why Dhoni is also forced to call upon Sam Curran at the mm. beginning as well. Yeah. I mean, his numbers aren't too bad. He's mm. gotten about five wickets. In, but he's mm. been relatively expensive. All three games, he's mm. gone over 30-odd runs. And uh, one game, he was mm. Char, I'm talking about. Um, is he good? Nothing great. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be one of those under the radar, just uh, getting by kind of bowlers, mm-hmm. which is good. But 
would I trust him to win a game for you? I don't think so. But Dhoni being Dhoni may just go to him and it may just work. That's just yeah. the... The guy's got Midas touch. You just don't know what's going to work for him. Right? Yeah, I think Dhoni was talking about it the last game as well. You know, one thing that really works for CSK is the faith that they have in the players. Exactly. Even if the team doesn't perform well or even if the players, say, go through a series of failures, like four matches or five matches with any performance, there isn't any undue pressure on them to mm. come out and there's like, fine, we all know what you are capable of. You've done this in the past. We know we, you could do it in the future and we trust you. So that gives a lot of security to all the players. And that's one of the reasons why even not just CSK, even in the Indian team, we saw a lot of youngsters flourish under Dhoni is largely because of this confidence that he gives you, you know, the assurance that he gives you, the security that he gives you. And if... Dhoni relies on somebody, then he never really, you know, benches them or backbites them. He just ensures that. This so, that's one thing that's really good about Dhoni's captaincy. Yeah, I mean, persistence. It's, yeah. it's just a... And it, it, it's, it's amazing what faith can do to a cricketer, mm. right? Just not knocking him off his uh, yeah. slot. Mm. Just saying, okay, you know what? Take your time mm. with it. Uh Again, we discussed this the last time. Mm. The first imperative that we give younger lot of whoever it is. Mm. I mean, I does I don't think it's age mm. pertaining, age pertinent at all. I think people just need to be played, mm. right? People need to be given enough opportunities to succeed. Uh, in some cases, it fails. Uh, I'm not going to go back to yeah. in which instance, but I'm saying some cases it fails. But that doesn't take away the fact that I think everyone should be given, and that sort of faith will inevitably be repaid. Right, and it's something that it came through in Watson. The way that they just said, "Okay, you know what? Do your thing. Mm. You haven't had it. You haven't had it good, but we'll see." And then when he came out, I mean, I think the shot that sealed it for me was a boundary over uh, over the bowler's head in the third yeah. over. The long one. Yeah, just, Watson, yeah, was... just a proper clean hit. And I was like, "Okay, he's yeah. back. He's good." Mm. Right. Once you get a shot like that, I think it sets the tone for the tournament, not mm. just for the innings. Yeah. I think people tend to ignore the, or rather forget the importance of one particular stroke, mm. right? That's, like, Kohli played a cover drive the other day and knew that the, the game where he scored 72, mm. just knew he was in, yeah. right? Or it wasn't a cover drive, actually. Mm. He walked down the track and slapped it over mm. extra cover. The second you play shots like that, yeah. if there's a, those are your shots. Correct. It feels good. Yeah. Everything's in flow mm. after that, right? So, I think having faith is great, mm. but... More importantly, I think what's going to happen, especially in the case of CSK, is Tony's going to know how to marshal these guys properly. Yeah. Knowing, okay, these are the days when he, mm. he can use these guys. If Again, again, knowing him, he's going to account for injuries. Mm. Saying these guys are most likely to get injured. Mm. How do we replace them? What are we going to work with? And they have an entire team working around it. It's not just him, right? Everyone's feeding him information. He's also intelligent enough to mm. you know funnel all of this and filter it out and be uh, execute this properly. So, yeah, I think CSK yeah. is not going to do too bad, even though... The more I look at the squad, the worse I feel about their yeah. odds. It's not bad. Yeah, You never know because in the dressing room, they could all be talking about their own version of the last dance. and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, uh, and if there's one team in IPL, which everyone writes them off and then they can come back and do something magical, <clears> is uh, CSK. But anyway, as I said, even somehow... This season, they also don't inspire that much confidence. I Primarily because I feel that many of them are aged way too much. And as we've seen in football and the in Champions League where Barcelona got pummeled and even in the World Cup where Spain had to crash out in the group stage, 
because it's largely because they had too many aged players. And see, they're, they're two entirely different sports in the yeah. sense of you don't need to be unreasonably athletic to be mm. a cricketer. Case in point, Saurabh Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk anything. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you don't have to be yeah. very, very fit to be a cricketer, mm. apparently. Right? So, if you have good skills, mm. and especially the kind of... We're talking about guys who have been mm. elite athletes, mm. world-class cricketers, having aged a bit, right? The only thing that's going to be slower is probably going to be their reflexes. Mm. That's pretty much it. As yeah. far as athleticism is concerned, these, these guys seem quite fit. Skill level, you're never going to be able to take away the fact that these are proper cricketers, right? So, you can't... It's difficult in football mm. because you're stretched out for 90 minutes when you're running yeah. back and forth. You're not going to... Your skill will be hampered because of your fitness. Mm. But in cricket, where you have enough time to rest, okay. we have enough time to sort of recover. Yeah, you, in can these, just, yeah. you can just bat and then don't even no, have to come back there, and field also. No, but there's so many times when... Look at it. There's so many times when, say, a batsman is, is at the crease. Mm. The non-striker hasn't seen the ball for four yeah. overs. Mm. Right. So there's so many times it happens where he's just there. And also, in case of batsmen, so you bat first and score about 50-60 runs. And always tell your captain that I'm pulling up and says I'm cramp or whatever. And then you can just rest and some substitute fielder can come. So you always so basically in in T T twenty, if you bat it, then technically you've just played for ninety minutes. So which is not really. Taxing. No, I mean, see again, like I know we can take breaks during football too, mm. but stats constantly show people very easily covering seven to nine kilometers mm. every single game. Correct. In cricket, you're definitely not doing that yeah. much, especially if you're batting. You're not doing that much, of course. It's it's very different, right? You're going to be sprinting back and yeah. forth for taking singles and doubles and maybe a three. It is tough. It's not impossible. Yeah. but So, you don't need that level of fitness in order to be Correct. good. Cricketer. And unlike cricket and football, it's more engaging in the sense that if you're going to win, win a ball, you are competing against another opponent. And if that guy is faster than you, then you're screwed. Whereas in cricket, that's not the case. Because and also, I mean, more importantly, I think it has to do with contact. Yeah. Because the... The second you yeah, in, in contact with another player, mm. it's that much harder. Mm. Like basketball, the reason it's so tiring after 40 minutes mm. is because of the contact. It's not Correct. the running. Correct. The running is peaceful. Anyone can do it really. Okay, not anyone. But most people can do it. But the contact is the one that takes the air out of you. Mm. Right? If you say, for example, someone who's 6'1", 6'3", yeah. goes up against a guy who's 6'9", 6'10", mm. and you run into his body, mm. it's a shockwave. Yeah. Right? And then it takes you time to recover and you're out of breath. So, again, cricket is it, it's nothing like that. It's so much easier for older players to be successful. At. Okay. So, moving on, I'm going to touch something slightly controversial now. I think we what we are moving on from, but <laughs> no, go on. Lastly, controversial, uh, Mankading. Last season, it was a huge thing when Ashwin got Joss Bottle out through that. This time, had a perfect chance. Finch was almost halfway down the track. I mean, Ashwin had all the time in the world to just come and clip the bales off. But he stopped. And I was really befuddled as to why Ashwin didn't do it. Ashwin should have gone ahead. I know, of course, before the season started, Ponting said that he's no big fan of it. It's against the spirit of the game. And first of all, I don't agree with this term called spirit of the game because I think it's a very ambiguous thing. It's a very grey area. And also, this is a very legitimate mode of dismissal. It's there in the laws of cricket. You can dismiss a non-striker out through this way. 
So if it's a legitimate dismissal, then why is it against the spirit of Vijayasan? And then knowing Ashwin, I thought he's going to do it. I really don't understand why Ashwin stopped. Don't know what's going through his mind. He tweeted yes, he tweeted uh, yesterday saying that this is the last and final warning. But I'm surprised. I think Ashwin should have gone ahead, done uh, pinch out there. No, what surprises me more is that. A guy who's been an advocate for monkering for the last decade and maybe mm. more, right? And staunchly so, he's been very proactive with the whole thing. Mm. You're going to pussyfoot at a time when it was the best moment to make your case. Mm. That was the best chance. I mean, yeah. uh, that frame of Finch, who is about six feet out of the crease, yeah. that was it. Mm. That That is the one that sells it to the ICC. Saying, okay, yeah, we really need mm. to clamp down mm. on this because... He's taking that start to a spinner. Mm. You've you've covered six feet out of yeah. twenty-two yards, mm. right? You only so essentially, like I was telling you this some some time ago, all Particle has to do is drop the ball next to the stumps. Correct. Finch will be there, mm-hmm. right? Particle is one running to the danger end, so Ashwin will have to run, yeah. catch it, turn around, hit the non-striker's end. Mm. Not going to happen. The likelihood of that happening is slim to none, right? So you can't have that kind of advantage. Yeah. So Ashwin, who has been an advocate for this for so yeah. long and so vocally, yeah. You had the best opportunity, and that was the ideal advertisement to yeah. sell, uh, to tell the ICC and the others in the world that, mm-hmm. hey, this is what's happening. Correct. This is unfair, yeah. and this is what I've been fighting Fight for. Now. And in that big moment, mm-hmm. you choked. Correct. You took it, you ruined it. Yeah. Right? And safe. That match, of course, Finch was living a charm life, and he didn't uh, capitalize on it. But had Finch, say, scored on some 70 runs or 80 runs and ended up winning the match for RCB, that could have been a very pivotal, pivotal Maybe, but then. I don't think it makes a difference. I'm not looking at it from the context of a result. Yeah. I don't think we should look at the context of the result mm. because, again, we can't play cricket on maybes. Mm. Like, it doesn't work that way. So, what happened is what mm. happened, right? So, I'm not looking at the... I don't care about the game context as much mm. as I do care about the, the, the context of that incident mm. and what he did in the best moment that he had, yeah. right? And, again... You've been against the grain the whole time. Correct. And suddenly when Ponting of all the people. Yeah. That's says the most Munkering ridiculous is, thing. Yeah. I mean, it's an Australian company. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't I mean, mean to, I don't, I don't mean to cause, um, cause a problem here. Yeah. But I mean, it's true because they, these guys very conveniently speak a spirit of the game. Exactly. And, and first Ponting needs to clarify what exactly is spirit of the game. Fine. See. My understanding of spirit of the game is if you cheat, then it's again the spirit of the game. But if you do something which is legit within the rules, then I don't think it's against the spirit of the game. So you appeal for a catch, you get a batsman out, and this is a legitimate mode of dismissal. And if Ashwin is doing that, then, and in the rule book, it never says that the bowler needs to give the oh, no, no, striker no, no, no. a one. It used one. to be the case. It I mean, used to be the case, yeah. but it's changed now. So... Ashwin is not indebted to give this guy a warning. And the batsman doesn't warn you before he plays a shot. Or even the bowler doesn't warn you. Hey, I'm going to bowl a googly here. I'm going to bowl a leg spin here. Or I'm going to bowl a short delivery here. So there's no warning. And here, the bat, the non-striker is obliged by rules to stay grounded. So stay inside his crease. Yeah. Okay. And if he's backing up too far, then he deserves to be, you know. 100%. Up. He needs to be penalized yes. for it. I mean, lose a wicket at least. Mm. And honestly, if I were Finch, I would have probably walked away. Because that would have been spirit of the game. Exactly. That's a good point, actually. Right? Uh, I mean, you've noticed that, yeah. okay, wait, this is how, for example, if it's difficult to sort of yeah. paint a picture in a podcast, yeah. but 
if you are that far out mm. and you notice that the bowler has stopped, yeah. go to the dressing room. You're out. Yeah. Like this is embarrassing. Mm. And no, my only my concern actually has more to do with if this is this these are the kind of steps he's taking against a spinner mm. who is bowling from say seven feet away, mm. running into the crease. What are the how far are you walking in terms of uh, when it comes to a fast bowler? Mm-hmm. Like how far along the crease are you? Correct. And as you were saying that cricket eventually is a game by decided by millimeters. Okay, be it the boundary row, be it the crease. Apparently not. It's decided by feet now. Yeah. So and in terms of run out and this one, even if you're on the line, you're out. You need to be inside the line. So which that's where I'm talking See, about. See, I mean, I, yeah, I, so, I, and I feel that. Techno- ICC has been using a lot of technology to make the sport, uh, you know, fair actually in terms of decision making, okay, or at least getting there. So I think when you've got technology to call the no ball and IPL now you have a siren that goes off if it's a no ball and in international cricket uh, the umpire never nowadays doesn't see the no ball. It's the TV umpire who spots the no ball through the replays, the mm-hmm. landing position, and then he conveys the decision to the on-field umpire. So similarly, I think. That we need to get a technology there where if the non-striker is ba- backing you up too far, then they have to call it one-run shot. That is, if they end up taking a single, then that won't be counted as a single. But if they take a two, it's one. And if it's three, it's two. Run, you know, cut so, Basically, you're saying one-run shot. One-run shot. I uh, think... See, it, again, the, the problem with this is it's difficult to sort of bring it to effect, right? For example, when a non-striker's bat is out... Mm. His feet are outside the crease, technically. Mm. Right? He's standing with his bat outstretched. Mm. The tip of his bat is on mm. the crease or beyond mm. inside the crease. And his entire body is outside the crease. Mm. Right? So where do you have a... For example, like you said, the no-ball thing where yeah. you have a peep yeah. and the ball over steps, mm. right? How do you categorize this where the bat goes off? I don't know if there's enough. We no. have the technology for that. No, I'm saying that uh, in terms of calling the front foot no-ball, they have the camera the, which basically the landing position. So mm-hmm. you have a camera that's placed on either side of the crease. So you really know when. I'm saying in terms of after the ball is delivered, then somebody's got to be viewing that. I know it's it's going to be... No, no. I, mean, I, I, I understand. Like I think yeah. it's a very valid um, requirement. Yeah. I think it, it sort of evens the playing, uh, levels of playing field, so to speak. Mm. But what actually instead, what may, they should probably consider... Is have a line, an imaginary, maybe not an imaginary line, mm. but a line nonetheless, mm. a few feet out of the, maybe two feet or three feet outside the crease. Mm. The, at the point of the bowler's release, you can't be outside of this line. Mm. Then you can penalize them. Because, you're, I mean, that's that's more tangible, right? In the sense, if there's oh, a body but outside. Then they still, the rule is, the ban has to be behind the crease. and No, the ban has to be behind the, the crease. crease. I agree. Yeah. But I'm saying, you see, for you to find a, uh, a scanning device, for you to sort of notice if the bat is mm. off, bat is on, whatever, that becomes a problem mm. altogether. And the number of stoppages that it's going to result mm. in is immense. As opposed to you having an imaginary line, mm. say, a few feet from the crease, mm. if the umpire spots that this batsman is, is backing up too much, mm. he can probably look it up and say, okay, you have crossed, say, two feet or three feet, whatever it is, at the point of this bowler's lease, and then he can penalize you for it. Right? And... Should they increase the penalty? Maybe. There should be some penalty for this. Yeah, because unless you penalize the batsman or the non-striker, then this habit is going to continue. And yeah. of course, it happened for the first time in 1947. Then we are in 2020 and yeah. it's still happening. And unless you 
penalize the batsman this will continue yeah uh, see it's a, it's a lot it's a, it's a very habitual thing right yeah. it's a lot like when fielders are walking in at the point of the yeah. bowler's release it's what happens because you're creating momentum it's the they're not walking huh. but as you said the fielder's walking but he's walking from behind the 30 yard circle so but by the time the ball is delivered and now there's so much around that in power play with, with only two all or outside everyone has to be inside the sure, circle sure, yeah, and yeah. if somebody is not inside the circle it's a automatic no ball yeah, yeah of okay. course no, but even still the walking is not so much to at least in most cases not to cut corners is actually momentum based correct right but of course clearly some guys are making the most of it mm. so i understand okay they want to take a quick single pinch a quick single so in that case then you you start your walking from far behind so that by the time the ball is delivered okay there's a slight part of you inside but also at the same time you're in motion so that you can respond to your partner's call yeah, but again it comes back to the same argument that we're having with regards to mankade right mm. when they say you are legally allowed to say run a batsman out mm. right that's it that there's yeah. a rule in place right correct because now if mm. they say you're legally allowed technically this is what we in not writing the rule they've made a rule right mm. in not writing the rule they're saying that you as a batsman are allowed to walk to the other end mm. when nothing's happening why wouldn't i do it i'm still yeah. using it so which is why i feel mankare is more important and ashwin should have done what he exactly, should exactly because, because he's making a point saying yeah. you're allowed to do that yeah. so am i because had ashwin been the captain of the side we don't know whether he could have done it but now since you're not the captain of the I side i don't think it has anything to do with yeah. that i mean i think it has more to do with ponting and his equation than correct and again they were supposed to have a conversation at some point because ponting did say he was going to bring it up with him yeah so we don't know what happened in, in due course of conversation and you don't know what happened in the dressing room you don't know what transpired as well yeah so you don't know whether ashwin's under pressure or not to execute it and maybe now he's gone on twitter saying that this is the last and final warning but of course you don't know what ashwin's going to do in future as well so it's a it, it was a cop out it was yeah. probably one of the weakest moves i've seen from ashwin yeah. especially when you like i've been mentioning right he's been so strong about it so Correct. staunch about it and you you face so much uh, into from critiques and so on mm. because the whole like and i think you said it earlier as well what is spirit of spirit of the game yeah it's such a vague term it's so abstract mm. it's very it's open to interpretation and subjective so yeah. and for me it's very simple okay in sport you play it fair and square and do whatever it takes for you to win within the realms okay don't cheat cheating is what i would feel is against the spirit of the game yeah but then of, again uh, it, 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 it's a, there is a gray area even when cheating for example technically speaking the batsman walking out is not cheating but it feels like it yeah but it's not legit is what i'm saying but so, it is yeah no but you can't you're not you're supposed to no you, you can get out yeah. but you're not not allowed to walk out for example most yeah. of the bowlers are not going to mankar because mm-hmm. historically it's frowned upon yeah. so there's still a taboo with regards to it people are still not going to do it maybe not right now i mean maybe sometime they will mm-hmm. right now there's still a taboo about mankaring it's a cheap mode of dismissal mm-hmm. right it's a mode of dismissal mm-hmm. nevertheless but people are still going to think yeah. it's i'll earn my wicket because yeah. that, that's the problem because if everyone attaches a value system to everything that's what's going on right you're giving it a value system you're saying oh i'm a better bowler because i didn't mankar this guy yeah. no that's not true you, if anything you're really silly for not getting the wicket mm. you should have just taken the wicket and that could have won and are you trying to tell me ponting and co from the 2000s wouldn't have done that to win a exactly. game 
Mm. After three, if they serve for some, even a test match. And they did some of the meanest things to win games. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean again, is yeah. like you said, the spirit of game thing is so conflicting. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have to be? Is it even a gentleman sport anymore? No. Mm. So there's this whole thing of fallacy of oh, from the we have to dress like this and wear new box shoes and it's over. Those uh, that era is gone. Yeah. That's just. See, for example, in the very same game, now when Saini bowled a beamer to Stoinis and Saini didn't apologize. Okay, to me that is probably against the spirit of the game because you bowled a beamer. It's not your mis- technically not your mistake. Maybe you tried to bowl a yorker and then the ball slipped out of your hand and it came out as a beamer. So there you could probably go on ahead and apologize, which you didn't. And then Stoinis went and spoke to him. So that okay to me maybe slightly against the spirit. But to me of the it game. isn't. Uh, again, to me it isn't. Yeah. Right? It's like, what do you have to do to win? I think it's very different for different people. Mm. Like some people will win at all costs. Correct. Like again, when you when you mentioned last dance uh, a little earlier, mm. Michael Jordan would would kill you to win. Correct. Mm. Right. And he won. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm. I'm saying if he bowls a beamer mm. without intention, mm. again, that's that's the thing. It's so interesting with beamers. Correct. We can never tell. Yeah. Like I remember Bradley bowling a beamer to Tenelka, mm. and we were just like, oh, the the commentators were saying, oh, the ball slipped out. I don't think so. Mm. I really don't think so. I think it was yeah. part of the yeah. whole thing. To right? scare the bats and now... Yeah. It's another matter that they don't react. Yeah. Right? But if there will, of course, there'll be a whole bunch of people when yeah. when a ball's coming at you at 150 kilometers yeah. an hour, you're like, oh God. Mm. Right? You see your life flashing in front yeah. of you because it's it's at your face. Yeah. So, I don't know what the intention behind these bowlers is, mm. but should he have apologized? I don't think so. Yeah. It's a sport. Okay. We are... And I mean, it is a professional sport. Mm. I am trying to beat you the, the term is to defeat you in order to win. I don't see why it's wrong. Sure, if, if it was back in the day when... Uh, I think uh, one of the things I remember from a school textbook from way back was there was this batsman who was a 99. I don't remember the details of any of this, right? There's a batsman who was a 99. He hit the ball. They, they played the match for a whole number of days. They hit the ball into I mean to the captain's hands. And the captain dropped the catch intentionally in order for him to go ahead and get his 100. I'm pretty certain yeah. this is a legitimate story, yeah. right? Is that spirit of the game, really? Yeah. You technically, as an yeah. opposition captain, you've cheated Correct. in dropping the catch, catch. intentionally. Yeah. You've let your team down. Oh. Right? But that is how, what cricket used to be. I get it. In the 30s, the 20s, whatever it was. It, yeah, sure. We're a professional. It is a professional yeah. sport. People's mm-hmm. livelihoods depend on yeah. this thing. Right? If Sani, for whatever reason, let's just say, uh, Ashwin, mm-hmm. let's just say he didn't mungard, mm-hmm. Right? Or he did monkard. They would have won the game. Yeah. Maybe they would have, as a result of that one victory, then probably yeah. would have been good. I know it's a very uh, um, far-fetched thing to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of things. It's like final destination yeah. in some weird way, right? But it could make or break a career. Yeah. That's some that's small decisions like that. So what I'm trying to say is that I think it's the spirit of the game needs to be. It's good. Yeah. I'll be civil, mm. but I'm gonna win. Like ideally, that's what we should be looking at. Yeah, I mean, so at people the end of the day. Be, you come into sports primarily to win and you do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. And so which is why for me yeah. the Saini incident was yeah, yeah, fine. And if anything, it's it's even more embarrassing for the guy who's hit to be told sorry to. Yeah. Right? If I was hit by a bowler and he came and apologized to me, I'd feel really bad. So I mean that's the whole thing. We are playing yeah. a sport. Off the field, great. Let's yeah. let's all go have a good time. Yeah. On the field, no. I don't yeah. want you to apologize. I want you to play the game. You made a mistake or not, I don't know. Yeah, basically your warriors when you get onto the field. You do it what is. it takes to win. 
And as I said, this you is do the whatever Colise- it takes, but don't cheat. Yeah. That's the primary This is the Colosseum. These are the gladiators. This yeah. is how it works. Mm. And we're trying, we're not, yeah. we're all being for blood in one way or the other. So let's go and get it done. Yeah, so Because it's, it's okay to play a little ugly, but obviously don't do anything that's against the rules or don't do anything that is something called cheating. But if you can do seven, try winning ugly because so, some wins that are won ugly are also pretty to watch. Yeah, I mean, it still wins. Yeah. That's all I care about. I mean, it's uh, like I think one of the things that you said was how it, it, it sort of ties back to what the Australians mm. were doing, mm. right? Sometimes they, they were beautiful cricketers and stuff, but they played ugly sometimes. Correct. But they won. Yeah. History will never forget that team. Mm. But for the, one of those guys and the, the captain of the team mm. to come and preach this whole spirit of the game exactly. right it's, now, uh, he's like, wait, you're the teacher that. <laughs> wasn't was the worst yeah. student, yeah. right? So that that doesn't add up to me, and that and for someone like Ashwin to listen to that and actually pay heed to that and play to his narrative, mm. I just I can't stand yeah, it. Even I was totally befuddled by the entire thing. So hopefully Ashwin gets another chance, and then uh, no, now it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Now even if he continues to for the rest of his life yeah. get people, among, doesn't make a yeah. difference. This was it, because this was your stance against the so-called system. This is your stance against bonding. This is your stance against yeah. the Australian outlook, which is, I will do all sorts of things, but when I come to the IPL, I'm going to be God. It doesn't work that way. Sorry. No. Okay. So let's move to the last and final segment. There are two big games coming up this weekend. So the first game is, a lot of people like to call it the Kaveri Derby, which <laughs> <laughs> I really don't agree as well, because it's not a derby technically. Super Kings versus uh, Royal Challengers. Who's going to be your pick? Oh, that's a tough one, actually. Yeah. Because RCB's bowling seems to be coming along quite decently this time. And Kohli is back to mm. form. That's never good for bowlers. Mm. Uh, so, honestly, if I really had to pick, I'd, I'd pick um, RCB at this point. Because the batting is just... It didn't come through last game. Mm-hmm. But Kohli's in form. But I think... The familiar woes of RCB are there because while they look confident in the batting, because I mean, good thing for RCB happening right now is the batting is just not banking on Kohli and uh, AB de Villiers. You have Padikal who's doing really well, three half centuries. Finch has also done well. And then uh, uh, Dube has come in and he's scored a couple of decent knocks as well. Mm-hmm. So, so this. There's no more reliance on just two individuals. The others are also coming in and others are chipping in. So that's a good thing with RCB. But then again, I think the bowling is not consistent because if you've noticed in the five games that they played, two games have done really well, but two games have been completely off-colour because um, be it Shiny or even Mohamed Siraj and earlier it was Dale Stane and so on. They're not able to get the Yorkers right. I mean, Saini had one fantastic match against Mumbai Indians. And he's looked pretty decent. I think Udana has not been able to deliver because... He has one good game. Yeah, because mm. RCB picked him because he's a left-arm seamer. And then he's the experienced bowler in the camp. And then he's got a very good slower delivery. And he's a death-over specialist also. And that's one of the reasons why they got him. And surprisingly, he's not able to deliver at the front and deliver at the back and uh, Saini is the one who's been carrying the bulk of the load in the pace bowling and obviously he's also going to have a bad day and he had a bad day the previous game and 
Chahal has been taking wickets. This Chahal has looked his part. In fact, he's looked a much better bowler. I think he's improved because the last year or two was a bad year for him because ever since the 2019 World Cup, you know, he went into the World Cup with not such great form because the batsmen had read him because before that, Kuldeep and Chahal, as I said, the Kulcha, so they were really doing well. But now, you see, Kuldeep's form has also gone really bad and then Chahal also looked didn't look didn't, didn't look that great last IPL and from the world let it be for the World Cup and up until now it was this one. But then I think he's worked really well on his game. He's worked on his varieties. He's slowed his deliveries down. There's a couple few faster ones as well. He's worked on his deception. The batsmen are now sort of figuring out which is the one. Is it the going is it the wrong one or the flipper or the one that's turning away from them? So Chahal has looked good, but the other uh, spinner, I mean, Washington has come into his own now. This fast bowling, that's going to be a big problem for... I still think we're better placed mm. than Chennai. Um, as, again, mm. that, that's not a good-looking squad at all. Mm. Um, so, RCB, really, if you really... On paper, at least, mm. they look a much better side. Um, and they always have, actually. Mm. Historically, they've always been a great yeah. on-paper side. Um, but... If you really pin it down to what's happening and what sort of um, bowlers we have and the death over specialists and so on, I think we have enough to make it over the line against CSK. CSK will take it close. Like it, it's oh, CSK always RCB always brings out the best in CSK and historically it's known, right? Those guys somehow seem to come up with some outstanding performances and those Super Bowl finishes with against RCB are just. Uh, so, they've been some very, very tight games with RCB and it always brings out the best in them. So, maybe that'll be the case again. But, I still would pick RCB over CSK in this instance because I think they're a bit more balanced, a bit more rounded. Mm-hmm. They The bowlers haven't come through, but they also have. Right? So, I still would give them the benefit of the doubt this time around. Yeah. And because even the head-to-head says that CSK have a... Vastly superior record over RCB. But yeah, of course, it's it's past. And then I think for me also, as much as I think uh, CSK is there, but it looks like 65-35 in in Mm. favor of RCB. You got your math right. I would have got that wrong for sure. (laughs) Mm. Okay. So another game on Sunday, that's uh, Champions Mumbai Indians versus surprise pace setters Delhi Capitals. I think this season Delhi Capitals have looked fantastic. They've got the combination right. They've got a brilliant batting lineup and Indian batsmen, and all of them are doing well. Also, Shikhar Dhawan, Prithvi Shaw, Shreyas Iyer, and Rishabh Pant is also coming to his own. They've got a fantastic bowling attack as well. Rabada leading from the front, and a good captain as well in Shreyas Iyer. Young guy, quite confident. Okay, and a nice management setup as well. Okay. And of course, uh, Ashwin recovering from injury is also has come as a real big, you know, boon for them. And then Mumbai Indians, because they just champion stuff. They just know how to get the job done year after year, season after season. They just keep playing well. There's very little things that they do wrong, and uh, all the veterans also are doing really well. Pollard has just come in and taken the tournament by storm. Mm-hmm. Pandya is coming back from an injury. That is Hartik Pandya, but. He's he's not bowling, but in terms in batting he's been fantastic. Okay, and in terms of batting himself, Ishan Kishan did well for them one match. Surya Kumar Yadav did well. Rohit Sharma has been on form, so 
they also look really rounded so this is gonna be one insane clash it's gonna be a oh, oh, easy walk in the park win for bombay as far as i'm concerned because see they're gonna look firstly they're gonna look at it as a potential playoff game it's got most likely delhi's gonna be there right if they unless they do really poorly here on out i think i see themselves being in the in the playoffs right so bombay is gonna look at it as a challenge bombay is gonna look at it as okay we need to put these guys away right now before they grow into something bigger because confidence breeds confidence it's mm. never going to be a good thing but especially a young team like this which is coming off uh, which is on a high of wins like this they will always be fueled and drive they'll have the drive to do better but a team like bombay has done this for so long mm. right they've been so consistent probably one of the most consistent teams in the ipl uh, not just in terms of the title victories but also in terms of how they've gone about winning and topping the league stages also right they're very 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 good of course they have their flaws of yeah. course they aren't as young as uh, dc but delhi's it's just a matter of time before delhi has proper chinks in place by which i mean law of averages is going to catch up it's just a matter of time because they haven't had a big loss yet i can't oh, think yeah. of a big big mm-hmm. loss they've had a loss i think they've had one loss so far they've they lost one game out of five games yeah. right so they've won four so that even that loss wasn't a big one mm-hmm. they're going to have the one big loss i see it happening against bombay and because bombay is it knows look at also look at the 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 personnel that dc has a lot of guys that rohit sharma is familiar with a lot of guys that bombay cricket is familiar with right true but uh, then uh you look at delhi's batting so on the counter logic is again prithish and shreyas are both bombay batsmen so they know what exactly so they'll be inspired to be playing against a team from their thing because for them also it'll be the same thing like they from bombay and then they're they're in part of the mumbai indians setup of course because mumbai indians look in a different way when they pick sides and then you have shikhar dhawan who's also indian national and then fast bowling also uh kagisur abad and andrik nokke mm. i mean really and nokke maybe might not be as incisive as kagisur abad but then he's got phenomenal pace and he's just coming and hurling it that consistently at that 140 Rohit Sharma has been so successful yeah. against Rabada mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. he's like at least mm-hmm. in terms of international cricket mm-hmm. he has been very because i don't think pace matters to mm-hmm. Sharma Sharma yeah well he has so much time in the world exactly yeah. so he's such a quality batsman the pace is not a factor mm-hmm. i think the length is a factor mm-hmm. and Rabada is a phenomenal mm-hmm. bowler like he's really really very good but i still believe Rohit Sharma is going to have going to have his number unless mm-hmm. he does something silly be six the way he plays in, in the form that he is in he's going to be fine he's going to be really really good so once the rabada threat is sort of taken away for even if i get 24 runs run a ball against rabada it's a win for me right now that's the i think that's how they will look they won't look at playing him out that's because the first six over rabada is going to bowl two or three depends on how they want to utilize him right if they're going to use two of rabada in the first six at 140 to guide the ball to get a six you don't have to hit the ball and i don't i can't think of a, a batsman who's better than sharma at guiding the ball say over third man or sort of not even pulling it but guiding it as a semi flick sort of thing uh, over uh, deep backward square yeah. so i think it's going to be a great contest yeah. between the two of them and i think that's going to set the it's going to dictate how the game's going to go yeah because i think in this game i'm going to go with delhi mm-hmm. because 
department for department i think uh, on delhi's better place i think if you take batting also uh, maybe batting is a bit close to call because uh, bombay has rohit sharma quinton dicock ishan kishan surikumar yadav then you have the two pandyas and polar and same thing with uh, delhi delhi you have uh, dawan shaw shreyas ayer and nishab pan and ashwin's no mark but you don't know about his t20 this one so batting looks okay i think bowling is where delhi has got the better of an edge because they have ashwin and they have rabada and they have anik nokia okay. so it's going to clash of the batsmen and i feel that delhi is going to win this game and i also would predict a solid knock from pant and uh, shreya sir oh you're picking pant oh boy that's a i think he's he's got he's just been getting his 20s and 30s we have not seen that 50 yet took a seat Um, <laughs> it's another matter that I think he can't, but that's uh, different, right? I'm, I don't know. I just don't see him doing too well here. Boundaries are bigger. It's great in India when you come to Chinnaswamy Stadium, you can swat your way around and get away with it. Here, if you say hit the same shot that you're going to hit at Chinnaswamy, you're going to be caught well inside the line, right? It's a massive boundary. These 80 yard, 80 meter boundaries are no joke. So Pant is probably not going to be successful this entire IPL, right? So in that sense, I still believe. Uh, because like the names that you cited recited from the two squads mm. purely batting wise mm. these guys besides the fact they have experience they also have the power correct yeah right they they have outstandingly talented batsmen and guys who have been around long enough yeah. but they have the power of polar and hardik pandya in the middle order and ronald pandya to sort of back things up you yeah these guys have only pant and exactly. pant has a bad day because all others are orthodox batsmen natural i mean they can score really quickly but yeah. then they're not they're not as a drafter he's not one yeah. of those hitters mm. right so it you get them out early you're done you're really you expose their middle order the game is yours to take and i, I think that's what's going to happen i really believe bombay is going to sort of get through the the top order quickly and then sort of eat into their belly and this is this game is going to be a huge game for delhi because they've been the surprise package this season and you show your intentions of trying to win a title by beating the big teams you need to take the big dogs out and there's no bigger dog in ipl than mumbai indians four time champions if they can beat mumbai here that's going to be a big statement of intent mm-hmm. but as you said i mean you're backing mumbai i think delhi's got the chance here they have a great chance to really knock bombay here and they've done quite well against bombay the records 50 50 with 12 wins apiece so i think they will get the 13th come sunday all right so thank you so much and we will see you next week that's all in today's episode Tune in this evening on our news update podcast from the newsroom to catch all the exciting developments of the day and to get the news while it's still budding. For latest news and updates, log on to www.deckenherald.com. Check out our e-paper at www.deckenheraldepaper.com. To read news on the go, sign up to our Telegram channel t.me/deckenheraldnews. Keep up with the news from your interested sphere by downloading the all-new Deccan Herald app, in which you can personalize, have quick glance at news shots, check highlights, and even listen too. You can get it from Google Play Store and Apple App Store, and you can find the links to the same in the description.